Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's episode is a story that started for me back in 1974. For two years in a row, in 1974 and 1975, I visited Caracas, Venezuela. I was 11 years old, and I was struck by the huge contrasts in the city of Caracas. The city is in the center of a valley, surrounded virtually on all sides by tall, steep hills. In the center of the valley floor was a bustling modern city with freeways and tall modern buildings. Surrounding the city, lining the steep hills, were thousands and thousands of makeshift shelters, where the poorest people were living in absolutely horrible conditions. Our family became friends with an older couple who lived in Caracas, and we traveled with them on several trips over subsequent years. One of the frequent topics of conversation at the time was the inevitable social, economic, and political unrest that would likely result from the economic disparity in that society if it was not properly addressed. Fast forward to today, and Venezuela is in economic collapse. The gross domestic product has fallen by more than 60% in real terms. The government has been trying to solve its financial problems by printing money. Inflation has been replaced by hyperinflation, in January of this year alone, inflation was 345% in just one month. Today, a school teacher earns enough money in one month to afford a carton of eggs and two liters of milk. About three million people have left the country. Those who have left are sending money back to family members who remain in the country. The Wall Street Journal is estimating that on average, money getting back to family members represents about $80 a month. But those funds are in U.S. dollars, which is rapidly becoming the black market currency of choice. It took 45 years for the economic collapse to happen. We foresaw it back in 1974. Venezuela was a relatively vibrant country with lots of natural resources. It's really easy to be complacent and dismiss Venezuela or Zimbabwe as distant lands with their own issues. Zimbabwe was previously Rhodesia, my family lived in Salisbury, Rhodesia before things became politically unstable there. We need to be students of history. Every time a country has debased its currency, it has ended in disaster. It happened to the Roman Empire. It happened to the Weimar Republic in Germany. It happened in the United States prior to the signature of the U.S. Constitution. It's happened in Zimbabwe, Argentina, and now Venezuela. The headwaters of these disasters look just like the conditions in the U.S., Canada, and the European Union. I don't know if we've got 45 years until the runaway train of inflation and economic contraction happens here in North America. Traditional economic theory has settled on a correlation between price inflation and economic growth. Those seem to go hand in hand, but for the first time in the United States we saw the so-called stagflation, which consisted of simultaneous inflation and economic stagnation back in the 1970s. This wasn't supposed to happen, it was supposed to be impossible, and yet it happened. The memory of that has faded, and the possibility of stagflation in the Western economies is pretty much off the radar. But it's happening right now in Venezuela. This is accompanied by civil unrest, political killings, rampant crime. See, when governments print money, it's not obvious where that newly minted cash is going. Where is it going? Who is getting it? It's not like the money is being distributed evenly among the population. Who is getting rich from these newly minted funds? These are unpopular questions. They're not getting asked and they're not getting answered either. So what does someone who doesn't have the political power to directly affect the outcome do? What can you do? What can I do 
to protect my family in the future. The one thing that comes up repeatedly is to hold physical assets that are not subject to counterparty risk. That means holding assets like real estate and precious metals. In an environment when the currency is being devalued, physical assets maintain their value. Savings in the bank get devalued. Bank loans similarly get devalued. Salaries get devalued. Anything else that remains as a store of real value becomes critically important during times of inflation. You buy the lifeboat before the ship is going down. You buy the parachute before the plane takes off. There's no opportunity to buy the parachute when the plane is in the air. It's too late. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go buy some physical assets. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.